Hello there. My name is Mumbo Mwethia and this is Into the Deep. Into the Deep. Into the Deep. This is Into the Deep Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the very first episode of Into the Deep Podcast. So this is where we delve deep and discuss matters and issues affecting university-going students. And so for the next six weeks, we're going to be widely looking at the topic of financial discipline or if you like financial literacy and intelligence among university-going students. This is where I serve up the very first question. Are you financially disciplined? Just before we get ahead of ourselves and start discussing these issues, I feel like it's very important for us to define what financial literacy is. Being financially literate or intelligent, it just means that you have this confident understanding about financial affairs and concepts such as saving, investing, managing of debt, so that you may be able to have a financial stable life. And when I say financially stable, I don't mean like steady flow of income, but I I mean you being at a state of well-being when it comes to finances. Financial literacy and managing your expenditure has never been the easiest thing, even for people who earn to the billions. If it's difficult for a person earning to the billion to be able to manage their money expenditure, then it's going to be even more difficult for a person like me, a university-going student who has less the amount and yet has to maximize it to be able to fit their need and requirement on a daily this is where financial discipline comes in. And so for the next six weeks, we'll be talking about six steps to attaining financial discipline. And financial discipline is an art. Why is it an art? It's an art because it doesn't just take a day to be there. You just can't wake up on a particular day and say that you're financially disciplined. But it takes a process. It takes the mastery of different concepts for you to get there. And so for the next six weeks, we'll be able to look at these concepts in depth. And by the end of those six weeks, we can say that we've made a step towards financial discipline. And even if it's going to be the tiniest step, it's still going to be progress. So this brings me to today's topic we're going to look at why financial discipline. I remember the very first time I had to manage my finances when I joined campus. So my dad gave me the, my very first campus allowance and it was about $10. That's more or less a thousand Kenyan shillings. And I was supposed to manage that particular fund for the next one month. So these are four weeks, 28 days, if not 30. And here I am, I had like a thousand shillings. So in my head, this meant that for every two weeks, I'll have to use up 500 shillings. But guess what? As much as I had a very nice strategy, it was barely half the month and all my money, all my funds had run out. There I was in the middle of the month and I was trying to convince my dad that the funds he had given me were inadequate, but he didn't buy into any of my excuses. So this meant that I had to walk to school each and every other day and I had to wait until the end of my classes, the end of the day when I could come home to have a meal. So if I was financially disciplined, I don't think this will have happened. I feel like I will have used those funds to the last day and not really struggle to get through the month. 
So basically, the moral of the story is that financial discipline does help us to evade such challenges and such circumstances that we may find ourselves in. And so I did a bit of digging. I did a bit of research where I got to find out why we as university students are financially indisciplined. And this is what I came up with. Number one, we come by money in the easiest of ways. There are different ways in which different individuals in university come by money. For me, I come by money through my parents. Other people come by money through organizational scholarships and government um, student loans like the HELB. Because we come by this money so easily, we do not understand the struggle and the toil in getting this money. So even as we spend it, it's not really a pain in spending because we don't understand the pain in getting this money. So we end up spending this money really quickly and carelessly, knowing that where the same money came from is where it's going to come again. So it doesn't really bother us. The second reason is that we succumb to peer pressure. In short, we want to wear other people's shoes instead of wearing our own shoes. And this comes from wanting to fit in, quote-unquote, in a certain social bracket, in a certain social identity, which is branded by how you spend. So basically, taking from my example, we used to meet with my friends in the school cafeteria after after lessons. This was pre-COVID, yeah? And we'll take that short break for lunch that we may be able to go and attend lessons for those of us who had lessons in the afternoon. So I knew that for every week, I need to spend at most 250 shillings so that I can be able to fit the quota of having um, 500 shillings per every two weeks so that by the end of the month, I'll be fine. But then here I am in the cafeteria. I'm seeing my friends ordering different things. I'm seeing them ordering chicken. I'm seeing them ordering Chinese rice here and there. And then I know that the only thing I can afford is a cup of tea and a piece of cake to fit my budget then. But then because I wanted to fit in their social, social quote-unquote spending class, I wanted to seem up to the task in terms of spending. I order the same. But then where does this leave me? It leaves me in the middle of the month. I do not have fare for transportation. I do not have money to even have that tea and cake snack in the middle of the day. And I need to wait until I go home so that I may be able to access some of these things. And the other reason is that we do not understand our financial hierarchy of needs. We get to bypass some of the most important things and dwell on the things that are not of importance or things that we can engage in later or have later or even save to have them later. But then we end up bringing these things to the top level and pushing every other thing that's most important down the hierarchy. For example, appearance is very key, especially for university students. So the way you dress speaks volumes about who you are. So we end up going shopping for clothes and yet we forget that we need transportation money to go to school. We forget that we need food during the day to be able to function. We forget that we need internet. Yeah, we forget that we need other personal items, toiletries and different things. But then we end up spending money on the less important things than spending them in the things that are actually important. 
So basically, these are just some of the reasons that cause financial indiscipline in students and leave us at a high and dry situation where we do not know what to do. Most of us end up in debt, which is not a very pretty thing. And we struggle with different things when it comes to mental health issues because of how our financial lives are not stable. And so that brings in the, the previous definition of having financial literacy, where you get to be at a state of well-being. So this was just an introductory episode to the journey that we're going to be having. And it was just one of the many interesting episodes that we're going to have. Next week, we'll be looking at sticking to your budget as one step of the six steps to financial discipline. Remember that the very basis of financial discipline is fastly getting to overcome the different barriers that they are. Number one, give meaning to your money. Number two, do not succumb to peer pressure. Do not wear someone else's shoes when it comes to spending. And number three, understand your hierarchy of needs. Hence, you'll be able to appropriately allocate your funds. This has been Into the Deep, Six Steps to Financial Discipline with me, Mumbuam Withya. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Into the Deep. Into the Deep. Into the Deep. This is Into the Deep Podcast. Hello there. My name is Mumbom Wethia and this is Into the Deep. Into the Deep. Into the Deep. Into the Deep. Mm. Right. This is Into, this is Into the Deep Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the very first episode of Into the Deep Podcast. So this is where we delve deep and discuss matters and issues affecting university going students. And so for the next six weeks, we're going to be widely looking at the topic of financial discipline or if you like financial literacy and intelligence among university going students this is where i serve up the very first question are you financially disciplined Just before we get ahead of ourselves and start discussing these issues, I feel like it's very important for us to define what financial literacy is. Being financially literate or intelligent, it just means that you have this confident understanding about financial affairs and concepts such as saving, investing, managing of debt, so that you may be able to have a financial stable life. And when I say financially stable, I don't mean like steady flow of income, but I mean you being at a state of well-being when it comes to finances. Financial literacy and managing your expenditure has never been the easiest thing, even for people who earn to the billions. If it's difficult for a person earning to the billion to be able to manage their money expenditure, then it's going to be even more difficult for a person like me, a university-going student who has less the amount and yet has to maximize it to be able to fit their need and requirement on a daily this is where financial discipline comes in. And so for the next six weeks, we'll be talking about six steps to attaining financial discipline. And financial discipline is an art. 
why is it an art? It's an art because it doesn't just take a day to be there. You just can't wake up on a particular day and say that you're financially disciplined. But it takes a process. It takes the mastery of different concepts for you to get there. And so for the next six weeks, we'll be able to look at these concepts in depth and by the end of those six weeks, we can say that we've made a step towards financial discipline. And even if it's going to be the tiniest step, it's still going to be progress. So this brings me to today's topic. We're going to look at why financial discipline. I remember the very first time I had to manage my finances when I joined campus. So my dad gave me my very first campus allowance and it was about $10. That's more or less a thousand Kenyan shillings. And I was supposed to manage that particular fund for the next one month. So these are four weeks, 28 days, if not 30. And here I am, I had like a thousand shillings. So in my head, this meant that for every two weeks, I'll have to use up 500 shillings. But guess what? As much as I had a very nice strategy, it was barely half the month and all my money, all my funds had run out. There I was in the middle of the month and I was trying to convince my dad that the funds he had given me were inadequate, but he didn't buy into any of my excuses. So this meant that I had to walk to school each and every other day and I had to wait until the end of my classes, the end of the day when I could come home to have a meal. So if I was financially disciplined. I don't think this will have happened. I feel like I will have used those funds to the last day and not really struggle to get through the month. So basically, the moral of the story is that financial discipline does help us to evade such challenges and such circumstances that we may find ourselves in. And so I did a bit of digging. I did a bit of research where... I got to find out why we as university students are financially indisciplined. And this is what I came up with. Number one, we can't buy money in the easiest of ways. There are different ways in which different individuals in university can buy money. For me, I can't buy money through my parents. Other people can buy money through organizational scholarships and government um, student loans like the help because we come by this money so easily we do not understand the struggle and the toil in getting this money so even as we spend it it's not really a pain in spending because we don't understand the pain in getting this money so we end up spending this money really quickly and carelessly knowing that where the same money came from is where it's going to come again so it doesn't really bother us the second reason is that we succumb to peer pressure. In short, we want to wear other people's shoes instead of wearing our own shoes. And this comes from wanting to fit in, quote-unquote, in a certain social bracket, in a certain social identity, which is branded by how you spend. So basically, taking from my example, we used to meet with my friends in the school cafeteria after after lessons. This was pre-COVID, yeah? And we'll take that short break for lunch that we may be able to go and attend lessons for those of us who had lessons in the afternoon. So I knew that for every week, I need to spend at most 250 shillings so that I can be able to fit the quota of having um, 500 shillings per every two weeks so that by the end of the month, I'll be fine. But then here I am in the cafeteria. I'm seeing my friends ordering different things. 
I'm seeing them ordering chicken. I'm seeing them ordering Chinese rice here and there. And then I know that the only thing I can afford is a cup of tea and a piece of cake to fit my budget then. But then because I wanted to fit in their social, social quote-unquote spending class, I wanted to seem up to the task in terms of spending, I order the same. But then where does this leave me? It leaves me in the middle of the month. I do not have fare for transportation. I do not have money to even have that tea and cake snack in the middle of the day. And I need to wait until I go home so that I may be able to access some of these things. And the other reason is that we do not understand our financial hierarchy of needs. We get to bypass some of the most important things and dwell on the things that are not of importance or things that we can engage in later or have later or even save to have them later. But then we end up bringing these things to the top level and pushing every other thing that's most important down the hierarchy. For example, appearance is very key, especially for university students. So the way you dress speaks volumes about who you are. So we end up going shopping for clothes and yet we forget that we need transportation money to go to school. We forget that we need food during the day to be able to function. We forget that we need internet. Yeah, we forget that we need other personal items, toiletries and different things. But then we end up spending money on the less important things than spending them in the things that are actually important. So basically, these are just some of the reasons that cause financial indiscipline in students and leave us at a high and dry situation where we do not know what to do. Most of us end up in debt, which is not a very pretty thing. And we struggle with different things when it comes to mental health issues because of how our financial lives are not stable. And so that brings in the, the previous definition of having financial literacy, where you get to be at a state of well-being. So this was just an introductory episode to the journey that we're going to be having. And it was just one of the many interesting episodes that we're going to have. Next week, we'll be looking at sticking to your budget as one step of the six steps to financial discipline. Remember that the very basis of financial discipline is fastly getting to overcome the different barriers that they are. Number one, give meaning to your money. Number two, do not succumb to peer pressure. Do not wear someone else's shoes when it comes to spending. And number three, understand your hierarchy of needs. Hence, you'll be able to appropriately allocate your funds. This has been Into the Deep, Six Steps to Financial Discipline with me, Mumbuam Withya. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Into the Deep. Into the Deep. Into the deep. No, right. This is Into, this is Into the Deep Podcast.